will be taking an opposing side. Allie will be taking the side that she actually believes. Um, disclaimer, I don't wholeheartedly agree in the stance that I'm taking, but for the sake of a discussion, for the sake of a conversation, which is hopefully what we want to model, um, I'll be taking one side um, and she'll be taking the other. Um, so with that, Allie, let's just jump right into it. Um, so as someone who finds themselves as more of a pacifist, um, myself, I see war um, as anti-life, right? Mm -hmm. And Christians are known for being pro-life, right? right. Um, whenever we are talking about abortion, whenever we're talking about um, life in the womb, we talk about pro-life. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we shift our view whenever we get to war. And we think that just because it's war, it's okay to end life. <coughs> so my question to you is how can you be pro-life and pro-war? That is a great point, and it's like I don't think a thing we all really think about at all. But something I think we can both agree on is in the beginning, the garden was perfect. There was mm -hmm. perfect peace in the garden, and there hasn't been perfect peace since then. And there will never be perfect peace until his return. I think we can agree on that, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. So war is a way... It doesn't get us right to perfect peace, but it is a way to maintain the peace that we do have. And it's a way to kind of help us go forward in attaining that perfect peace. Hmm. That, that makes sense. So what you're saying is war should be a way to either maintain peace or further peace. Right. Right. Um, I think everyone thinks that they're going to do that whenever they get in war. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, very few instances do we have people who are just... I want to start a war for the sake of starting a war, yeah. right? So is there, a, is there a good reason to start a war? Is there a biblical reason to start a war? And is there not a biblical reason to start a war? Yeah, I mean, there are several, like, reasons you should or shouldn't start a war. Like, you definitely shouldn't start a war if you just want to, like, gain more power or you want to, like, grow your country or you want to, you just love violence. Like, those aren't reasons to start wars. But, like, reasons to start wars are, you know, if you're defending your nation... Uh, to restore peace that's been taken, you know, or if it's like if you've gone through every other, every other nonviolence option, if it's the last resort, yeah. and there's several other options, but for every reasons, but <clears throat> um, I, you you brought up a good point of maintaining peace, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> and some people start wars just for the sake of starting wars. You're yeah. right, but some people. Um, start wars in order to maintain the peace but the peace that they're trying to maintain mm -hmm. isn't really peace that's that's forced peace that's mm -hmm. forced subjection so um that's obviously not biblical right. and god is a god of choice and so do you see do you see those two differences of um forcing people to be peaceful and causing a war in order to bring peace does that make sense yeah I mean, I see what you're saying. There's like, there's two different aspects of it for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have like a tyrannical ruler. Yeah. Right. And the reason that they want to start war mm -hmm. is because they want to maintain their power and bring quote unquote peace. Right. But that's at the expense of the choice of the people. I think we would both agree that that's not a good reason to start a war. Right. And then, and then there's a nation where mm -hmm. your choice is being taken away so we go to war to maintain that choice does that make sense right I, I, 
I think you would say that that's a good reason to start yeah. war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think when we're talking about choices of war, one of the things that we have to talk about too is, um, at least from what I've seen in the Bible and um, in some other wars, it seems like God is carrying out his will and his wrath through the people. And what I mean by that is men feel the need to bring about God's wrath, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever we see injustice, we will charge into something that's none of our business and make it peaceful, right? And mm -hmm. um, I want to I read Romans 12. It says, do not repay evil for evil. Do not take revenge. Do not, uh, I'm sorry, leave room for God's wrath. Do not overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. As a pacifist, I see war as inherently evil. Mm -hmm. So war is going in to overtake evil with evil. Um, how do you justify that as a Christian? Well, I think that in Romans 12, I feel like it's, it's more talking about individual person. So like, like, I'm not supposed to overcome evil with more evil. Right. Right. I think it's more individual person, like me and you, you know. But actually, in, like, the next chapter, Romans 13, I'm going to read it. It says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions to authority of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. So what Romans 13 is more saying is that God has placed government and governing authorities sorry, and law has placed this law in here specifically hang on has placed these people specifically in these positions to help maintain the peace and to help you know because I think Romans 12 was more talking about individual person but war is more like the governing authorities and the people over us you know right yeah I, I do see what you're saying with that, and, and that does make a lot of sense. Um, so I think we have some disagreement there, but I think we also have some middle ground yeah. that we can agree on. Um, and one of those is which perfect peace will never be attained right. until life comes back. Um, I love that point that you made. Um, so kind of moving away from war um, to this topic of guns, mm -hmm. and especially in the last five, ten years, this topic has just blown up. Yeah. Um, about an individual's right versus the government's right versus um, uh, an automatic versus a non-automatic and things like that. Um, to me, when I look to Scripture, I see um, Jesus is the ultimate example for us, right? Mm -hmm. So let's look at what Jesus did. He, um, he was about to go to the cross. <clears throat> He's in this garden. And Roman soldiers come up, and they're about to take him, right? And instead of fighting back, instead of using his 12 disciples to fight, and Peter actually pulls his sword and cuts off the ear of one of the guards, mm -hmm. right? And Jesus says, no. Jesus says, don't, don't do that. Yeah. That's nonviolent to me, mm -hmm. right? To the point that he was actually willing to give up his life in order to be nonviolent. Um so whenever I look at that, I, I see that as, well, I should practice nonviolence myself. And one of the ways that I can practice nonviolence is to not carry a gun. So what, I mean, what do you have to say about that? Well, I think the difference, there's a different scenarios, different situations here. Because 
one with those kind of situations it's like it's all the case for Christ because I'll just give you an example if someone is coming at you like with a gun and they say and they just have no like reason or just some other reason has nothing to do with your faith or what you believe then I believe that you have a right to you know defend yourself but if it's it's different when it's the case is for Christ for Christ and someone is like you know every reasoning for it is because of your faith and because you believe in Christ and because you're a follower I think it's two different scenarios I really like that I think what you're talking about too is what happened with Stephen right so Stephen was captured and was stoned mm-hmm and he didn't fight back, and the disciples didn't fight back against him. Yeah. But that wasn't because he was just trying to defend himself or his family. That was because he was trying to live a life in submission to Jesus. Right. Am, am I right? Yeah. kind of on with yeah. that? That makes a lot of sense. Um, the other issue that I kind of have with guns is we've designated people to carry guns, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not fully against guns, but I'm for the right people having guns. Right. Mm -hmm. So and I think the right people are military and our police and our government officials who have been designated and trained in order to have those guns. So why can't we just let those people have guns and let the untrained people, let normal civilians utilize those people, the military, the, the government, the police to protect themselves? That's a good point. But the thing is that the military and the police, they're not always going to be right there. Like, to help you. You're not going to, like, if someone's coming at you to attack you, you're not going to say, hey, we just hang on for a second. Just let me call 911. You know, they're not going <laughs> to say, oh, okay, you just do that, you know. <laughs> so they're not always going to be right there with you. And so if you have, but when you have your own gun, it's it's just self-defense is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Because those people aren't always going to be right there. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see where the draw for that would come from yeah. of wanting to defend yourself. And that's going back to what you talked about. <coughs> Excuse me. That's going back to what you talked about earlier with you're not defending yourself for Jesus' sake. You're defending yourself for your own sake. Right. Or like, I, I mean, I have a new baby and a wife, like for the sake of the people around me. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so I think moving away from guns, again, we've kind of covered war and guns. Mm-hmm. Um a real holdup that I have with Christianity and this idea of life and death is capital punishment. So capital punishment is hard for me because I see it as the intentional taking of a life, right? And I, I was reading something the other day, and it blew my mind. In the last 50 years, there's been 140 people on death row exonerated. Mm-hmm. So they've been proven innocent. They didn't do it. They shouldn't have been in jail in the first place. And they were on their way to be killed by our government. 140. Like, that's crazy to me. So how as a Christian can you be okay with something like that that has such a high fail rate? That's hard because that is, I mean, you're right. That's like 140 people way too many. Like, those people should never have been in that position where, you know, they did nothing and they were about to be put to death. And, but like, no system is perfect. You know, it's just kind of, no system is perfect. And there's always going to be flaws in the system. But um, there are several other people who actually did commit the crimes and who actually do deserve to be put to death. As sad as that sounds, it's true.
um, if I'm reading this right, or if I'm reading this wrong, let me know. But there's been 140 cases of people who have been exonerated, mm -hmm. but what about those other people that were guilty yeah. and that were put to death? Um, but then the topic we still have to come back to is, was it okay for the state to put them to death well, right, in the first place? Was it okay for them to die at the hands of our government? So um, how, as a Christian, are you okay with the intentional killing of another human being? Where in the Bible does it, does it talk about that? Well, it just kind of goes back to God's promise to Noah when he got off the ark. And God's promise to Noah said that if any man is to shed another man's blood, then that, man, then that man's blood is to be shed by man. Hmm. And so, and that's like carried on like for, forever. Right. Um, and it is, I mean, it is a difficult thing, but like, when you think about, and it's really sad to think about, but that person, when they made that decision to do whatever, to kill the person, you know, to shed another man's blood, when they made right. that decision to kill a person, they fully knew, like, the consequences of it. And it's awful to think about, but, it, you know, it's the reality. Yeah. Um, that's hard, too, um, because a lot of people don't, like, think about that yeah. as they're, like, in the heat of a moment, yeah. you know? But, um I, I do get what you're saying, and uh, that's an interesting point that you made about Noah. I, I always thought that was just a rainbow. <laughs> I didn't know it was anything more than that. Yeah. But um, so we've talked a little bit about like the statistics of it, but um, I, I'm also curious with capital punishment. Like, as a Christian, we have to separate the individual's rights from the government's rights. So. You're saying that the government has the right to take a life, but an individual also has the right to take a life um, if it's in self-defense. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that, yeah. your, that your stance was clear on that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great.